Curiosity is not a sin, Harry, but you should exercise caution. It's a pensive, very useful if, like me, you find your mind a wee bit stretched. It allows me to see once more things I've already seen. What you are looking at are memories. This file contains the most particular memory. I'd like you to see it, if you will. Hello and welcome to Into the Pensieve. I'm Esme Mulberry and I'm joined by Vicky Farmer. Today we are going to be talking about Harry Potter book six, The Half-Blood Prince. So let's get started. The book starts out, um, well actually in the second chapter, the first chapter is kind of irrelevant, but in the second chapter we see um, Bellatrix, um, Bellatrix and Narcissa Malfoy go to Snape's house um, and they're talking about, we don't know exactly what they're talking about, but it has something to do with Draco being set out on a task and um, Narcissa's kind of scared about it. So then she makes an unbreakable vow with um, Snape that Snape will like protect Malfoy and stuff. And so, yeah, that's that part. And then we go to where um, we're back at the Dursleys' house, and a Dumbledore comes and picks Harry up to bring him to the burrow, which I think Harry doesn't tell the Dursleys, which isn't that nice, actually. Yeah, that's like, because then they, they think... They still deserve to know. Because they think that he's just unwanted and he was uninvited because like you can't just invite yourself to someone's house yeah harry has to mention that he's coming yeah because otherwise like dumbledore is seen as like a threat yeah or like a guy who's just like like kind of a bad person almost like you you wouldn't really trust someone that just shows up at, at your house unannounced you know and yeah i just think that you s- they would then see him as like kind of this creepy guy who they don't trust. So I think that was kind of a bad move. Yeah, and Harry. I think Harry is just going on the assumption. Oh, everyone knows that Dumbledore's not evil, but the Dursleys don't, don't even, even know. know who him. Yeah, they don't even know who they he is. Don't know who he is. So then, um, on the way to the burrow, Dumbledore brings Harry to um, a house, and inside the house is this guy. <laughs> And, um, his name is Horace Slughorn. And, uh, Dumbledore's like, oh, will you come back and teach at Hogwarts? And he's like, no. So, but then Dumbledore says, he asks if he <laughs> can go to the bathroom. And then Harry and Slughorn are left alone. And, um, they, Slughorn kind of starts talking to Harry about how when he was a teacher, he, like, kind of collected students as, like, good like people who we thought were gonna make it far which is kind of creepy yeah it's creepy like just using the word collecting <laughs> students like i don't think he says it at that point but he definitely says it at some point like yeah collecting people and it's n- creepy it's ugh. it makes it seem as though he has like a book collection and then harry's like his favorite yeah one that's like the most valuable yeah and but what i don't get is 
Harry won't is probably going to be the one who's not going to be sending him things after he's left Hogwarts. Yeah, like he's just some guy. Yeah. I guess he has the bragging rights being like, I taught Harry Potter and he was in my slug club. <laughs> Which is a terrible name. <laughs> yeah. So, um, then... That's the one thing I agree with Ron on. <laughs> yeah. Then, um, Dumbledore comes back and, uh, Slughorn was like, like, Harry kind of changed his mind of like, well, maybe I should go to Hogwarts because then I can collect Harry. <laughs> and then, um, so then Slughorn says that he will teach at Hogwarts. And Harry thinks, oh, he's going to teach defense against the dark arts because Umbridge left. Which you shouldn't just assume things. Yeah. Well, I guess it kind of makes sense, because, like... Yeah, but... If you're... Every year, if there's a new teacher, and it's always for the same post, you're probably, like... Well, I guess that kind of would make sense. But But still, he just, like, is so certain of it. Well, like, also, whenever there's a new teacher, they're, like, oh, they're the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, you know? I think it's because Harry just doesn't want to admit to himself that Snape could have gotten the post of Defense Against the Dark Arts. Well, we never know. And then um, they go to the burrow, and right before Harry goes in, Dumbledore, like, says to him, oh, I'm going to give you, like, private lessons this year. And Harry doesn't really know what that is, which makes sense, because he doesn't really explain. So then Harry's at the burrow, and they do the burrow stuff where they're all, like, hanging out and having fun. And then they go into Diagon Alley, like they do every year, so they can get their stuff. And they visit Fred and George's Weasley's Wizard Weezes place, joke shop, that and they thing. See Draco just walking on the street without his mother, and they get super suspicious yeah. and follow him for no Which reason. Which is also really creepy. It's like you're just gonna follow someone. Yeah, like That's I mean, normal. It makes sense if he's like kind of like going into the shadows and slinking about being all suspicious but he's not he's just walking just like running back and forth across (laughs) the street in the shadows just trying not to be seen yeah but like he's just walking walking. they're like oh because he because his mother's not there that must mean that he's doing something suspicious yeah and because like they saw his mother earlier and they were with each other and it's like couldn't his mother have just said i'll buy like your school books or something and you go like find something to do yeah like go into a store and just look around for fun Mm -hmm. but then they follow draco and and they spy on a private conversation between him and borgen Mm -hmm. because he goes into nocturne alley and he goes to borgen and burks and he says something i don't remember exactly what he says but something like there are two of these one things and like yeah repair you have one of them and i want to know how to repair one and can you keep the other one so like no one buys it you know so then he leaves and they're under the invisibility cloak Harry and Hermione so like he doesn't see them and (laughs) Hermione goes in and tries to figure (laughs) out what Malfoy got and it's really funny I don't understand though how was it so easily found out like it's I thought it was a good idea but then Harry and Ron were like that's a terrible plan I think she kind of blew it I mean, like, the timing was a little bit off, but... Yeah. She, like, she, she could have, like... If, sh- if she said that, like, she was a friend of Draco's, like, that's good. But also, if he just left, why would you just be going in? Yeah, like, I think if she had waited a while, then 
It would have been a little bit more believable, but still a little like, okay, how do you know that he wants something or even goes to the shop? Because, like, it's clearly kind of a place where if well, you it, go there, you don't really want to. If no you're friends with know. him, maybe he brought you along one time and you just window shopped. And he was like, oh, I like that. I don't know. <laughs> That would have been really funny. Like, you just bring your friend into Nocturne Alley and, like, look at those dark objects. They're so pretty. <laughs> so For my birthday, I want that necklace. Mm-hmm. And also, like, in the store, Harry hears him, like, say, he, like, shows Morgan something. He's like, do you see who I'm dealing with? Or something like that. And then Harry's like, uh, he's a Death Eater. <laughs> Which, like, it's true. But still, that's... Yeah, he has so little evidence. Yeah, it's just, if I show you something that, like... Maybe he just got a burn or something. Yeah. And he was like, look, I, hurt I was cooking. <laughs> He's like, I hurt myself, <laughs> so now I need some dark object to make sure I don't hurt myself. Like, it can be something <laughs> as easy as that. It doesn't yeah. have to be like, I have the dark mark. And... I will kill you <laughs> or something like that. Like it can just, it doesn't have to be something else. Cause like, yeah. I think it's also Lupin that says like the world's not split up into good people and death eaters. Like there could be a whole nother reason why he's doing what he's doing. Then he's working for Voldemort. Yeah. But it turns out being right, but it was still kind of a long shot. Yeah. And then he goes onto the train later and he spies on Draco again. Which is not cool. Yeah. Because, like, it's <laughs> it's obviously he just wants to hang out with his friends. He doesn't want Harry to be there. Yeah, like, everyone thinks Harry's being, like, so cool, like, sneaking around. It's like, eavesdropping is not a thing that you should be doing. Yeah, like, and Harry was being way too obvious about it. Yeah. Well, like, I guess what he did was kind of smart. Like, he jumps up into the rack, but, like, he could have done better. Yeah. So, yeah. So then um, Malfoy attacks um, him. Yeah, he uses the Petrificus Which the totally makes sense. I mean. Yeah, like, like that's what I would have done. You just. Well, actually, I wouldn't have petrified them, but I would have done something different. I probably, like, would have. I probably would have done the Jelly Legs curse. Yeah, I would have done something. I wouldn't have just been like, I'm not. I'm just going to let you go free, even though you he's dropped on yeah. me. Like, he could have taken Harry's wand. That would have been good. I probably would have, like... I'm guessing there would be a way to erase the conversation from their memory. Oh, like, yeah. have done that. The... What's it called? Oblivion. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's like, a different thing. There's probably a spell to erase, like, a specific thing in their memory. Oblivion is, like, everything magical you forget. He could just get rid of everything magical in Harry's mind. Funny. <laughs> funny. Yeah. And then it's, like... And then Harry forgot everything. And then... Um, Tonks got him off the train and, and he was like who are you <laughs> who are you <laughs> so um, what actually happens is he uses the Petrificus Totalis and um, then he breaks Harry's nose <laughs> and then he puts the invisibility cloak over him which is smart and then the train starts moving and leaving and yep. then all of a sudden the door opens and it's an Infidor Tonks which is totally a coincidence but well, like, she's she kind of meant to look for Harry, though, like, yeah, to make but sure. Yeah, but still, it's just kind of like, whoa, that was so coincidental that you're like, oh, there's a 
carriage with his blinds drawn down then walk in and well it's like kind of suspicious like if you're just looking for him you're like maybe that's something like but i mean like she knows he has an invisibility cloak so he could have been in any of the carriages i'd still probably in her place look in those ones first then couldn't she have just like used the summoning charm on him (laughs) can you use that on humans i don't know well she could have done that yeah she's a pretty powerful wizard Mm -hmm. i mean witch same thing doesn't really matter so then harry misses the sorting but he gets to hogwarts he comes kind of why is harry so obsessed about missing the sorting every time Yeah, like he only sees the sorting three times and he's like wow this is the first time i got to see a sorting when i wasn't in it and like that's not that big of a deal yeah and it's just like whoa i mean it's a big of a deal if you're also, being like, in sorted the fourth, in the fourth one he says like that was the first one you see since he got sorted it's like oh yeah that's so weird you know also i'm guessing if you're not in the sorting it's so boring yeah it's just reading a list of names then what house they're in and like if, but they're, they're, under, if the, they're if they're in a different house you're probably never even gonna meet them there aren't that many students though so it's probably not that long yeah maybe but it'll still be kind of dull Especially yeah. if you were really hungry, it'd be like, let's get this over with. I think that the sorting song would be the most tedious part. <laughs> Just finish it already. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably like that part. I don't know. Because what I would want to do is I would, would I would want to count each of the students that were being sorted into each house and be like, haha, Slytherin only has, like, I mean. What if, like, for a year you didn't get any new students oh yeah that'd be weird like, Cause, like that happened it, it, yeah because it's not like evenly split it's based on what you value most so like someone who doesn't value bravery at all like if there's just a year where no one values bravery <laughs> no one would be in gryffindor or if there's a year when no one values knowledge then that'd be sad or, or if there was a year when no one valued friendship i'm guessing that hufflepuff and ravenclaw you're gonna always have someone in there yeah but but gryffindor um, and slytherin are probably the least like ones that because yeah i mean there are many people who are like my biggest trait is i'm ambitious i don't think it's really about your trait i think it's what you value more yeah but like because i don't think because neville's not brave himself well okay he becomes brave later on but i think it's more because he values bravery you know than he actually is yeah but like you also have to have that trait too you have because you can't like value smartness but you're not smart and be in ravenclaw oh yeah that would be totally weird well i think it's more of like just like you have to have it and value it like you have to have it and acknowledge that you have it because like if you were really smart and you like didn't really but ravenclaw is not really about being smart it's more about like trying really hard in your studies and yeah but they're getting far it's cleverness that's their trait true okay i don't know i think it's just you have to have it and also acknowledge it I think you have to value it. There are many people who are, like, really ambitious and, like, value ambition a lot, you know? Yeah. So, I'm guessing there could be a... What if you're the only person in your year in that house? That would be, like, sad, but also awesome at the same time. Yeah, like... like, (laughs) You get your own, um... Like, you get a whole dormitory. dormitory. And that would would be also kind of sad though because then there are classes where it's just you and you're like i really hate this <laughs> this is terrible yeah it'd be so boring to be in like potions well double uh, potions is double potions so that'd be there fine. are classes where it's just your house though, and be like this is awkward 
I think that like if it was just your house and potions, it'd be so cold because like there would be no one else producing body heat except for the teacher. So you'd be like freezing. <laughs> so then um, at the feast, you know, they find out that Snape is actually teaching um, the defense, defense against, against the dark arts, arts and Slughorn is teaching potions, which actually, even if I didn't really want Snape in that post, I, pe- I probably think good for him he finally got what he wanted like yeah he did he did what he wanted and he was pretty good at it yeah he was he was actually a good teacher just because like yeah they didn't like him they had a bad attitude about yeah him. and just but he was actually very strict and he gave them the coursework that they deserved yeah because like he knew that they were behind and they were so that mm-hmm. he tried to catch them up it's weird that like you always see like harry's like great at that subject but they're always behind and it's like <laughs> yeah are you really that great then yeah because like obviously the average score of the class is behind what it should be yeah but so harry's score be contributing to that yeah so he's <laughs> yeah you obviously really not as good as you say how good is he actually but then that's another thing where it's like oh i'm so mad hermione gets that in her owls because they were behind and she didn't get the top grade yeah i'm so, it just doesn't make any sense that he yeah. got an o when they're behind yeah and so then they have their first potion lesson but harry didn't think he would qualify for potions because when snape is teaching um you could get an you had to get an outstanding but he but slughorn accepts e i think that's just a plot convenience yeah and so he took potions but he didn't have the books and he got one of the books to borrow and it was like kind of this old book and it gave him helping hints (laughs) they are brewing a potion and whoever brews it best because it's like apparently pretty hard gets a some felix fleeces which is like lucky potion and like if you the whole bottle i think was like a whole day's worth of luckiness yeah but like there were laws like you couldn't use it in like a sporting event or like something like an exam that you could cheat on with it so which is another way that it's like do you really give that to a student like you just take it at end of your exams and yeah how would anyone know yeah like well i guess if you were kind of a bad student and you took it and they're like you got like like, how did you do that well you definitely cheated yeah like you got all outstanding outstandings when everyone was expecting you to get all trolls yeah oh trolls (laughs) um so then in the potions book there are all these like corrections um to how to make the potions and then harry makes them perfectly which is i'm surprised that no one else in the class other than hermione and ron realize anything suspicious is going yeah, on yeah because like harry's good at potions but, but not like yeah good at potions yeah like i've you've never like we've never seen him be better than like, like i don't think we've ever really seen him make the potion correctly we've seen him make it like almost almost correctly although one time one time the reason why he failed was because he had bad eyesight which is eh, not really eyesight just he didn't pay attention (laughs) (laughs) but like he never made it right but he made it close yeah that's why i I think that if he had done it a second time like if he had tried the potion twice he probably would have gotten it that's another thing that i don't really like like 
in potions you get a bad grade because you've never done it before like yeah. when you're making a food of some kind the first time you make it it's normally not as good but then the second time you make it you learn kind of if you change it a little bit it will be better so like you kind of just have to do it multiple times for it to be right yeah and i think that like what the teacher could do is that like the first time they try it he could go through or she could go through and um like tell everyone what they did wrong and stuff yeah and like compliment them on things that they did right and stuff and then on the second day then they keep in mind what they had done wrong and they fix it and do it right this time yeah so then um harry has his first lesson with dumbledore and the lessons are is that they're going into the pensive and um he's seen memories of like voldemort as a youngin (laughs) and but the first memory isn't actually voldemort as a younger guy it's It's his mother yeah her family and you see what her life is like and you also see that she is in love with the muggle tom riddle Mm -hmm. senior and then we find out that she gave him a love potion to make him fall in love with her and And then then she had little tommy yeah little tommy (laughs) (laughs) um so that was that lesson and it was fun yeah and then nothing very important happens for a while yeah actually just a lot of well also they find they're looking in um harry's potion book and it says it's property of the half-blood prince and they're like okay that's weird there's a prince who is a half-blood who owned this book like why does harry even care who wrote it it doesn't also like um hermione doesn't trust the person and harry and they're like but there's no wizarding princes so who is this guy it's just a guy who created a nickname for himself and they're like totally going way over the top with it all like they care way too much especially hermione Mm -hmm. she just doesn't like it because um he's better at her like ron's right he says that the only reason that she doesn't like it is because the prince is better at her than potions that's literally the only reason yeah but it's i think the reason why he's better at her than potions is because he spent time actually fine-tuning his skills yeah whereas hermione just does it once and yeah well hmm and he just understands it more than her i guess yeah she just memorizes the textbook i feel like if you want a better result you could try to change it a little bit because again like if you're cooking a kind of food and you make it a certain way but then you find out there's a way to make it that you get the same result but it's easier like you should do it that way yeah so then um nothing much happens um but then it's kind of in winter time and oh wait something does happen Never mind. Ron does the Quidditch tryouts and he gets back on the Quidditch team. Good for him. Sad for him. Yeah, well, he's kind of bad. Like, honestly, I don't know why he tried out again. Because he yeah. hated He, like, qu- almost quit. He hated yeah, it so much. Yeah, he, he was always groping like, about how bad he was. And then it's like, he joins again. It's like, if you choose to do it multiple years in a row, you have to have a better attitude about it. Yeah, you can't just... And he you can't l- just complain. Yeah, and he literally tried to quit. Yeah. I don't it's weird yeah but the next thing that's very relevant is um they go to hogsmeade and on the way back 
Katie Bell and her friend Leanne. I don't know her last name. Um, I don't think her last name is ever mentioned. It probably is. Um, um, are walking and then Katie um, Bell in front of them, and then Katie Bell. There's like some sort of weird, not like struggle, but kind of tussle. Yeah, like tussle, and um, Katie Bell gets like cursed and (laughs) stuff by a necklace. Yeah, and um, they bring it to in to the castle, and um, basically, and Harry's like, "Oh, it was a Malfoy," and then, which he has absolutely no proof for. Yeah, and then McGonagall's like, "Well, he was in detention with me, so he couldn't have done it." And she's like, "Well, it's suspicious that your mind jumps so quickly to Malfoy. Like, that's yeah, weird." Like, why does Harry just say, oh, it was Malfoy in front yeah. of McGonagall? Harry just assumes that everything is Malfoy's fault. Like, the Chamber of Secrets, he's just like, oh, Malfoy totally created that. But he has no proof for yeah, that either. No it's just that Malfoy is maybe a little... I bet that if he had heard least. Malfoy say something about Sirius Black being out of prison, Harry would have been like, oh, Malfoy let Sirius Black <laughs> out of Azkaban. <laughs> <laughs> so um then it's like a sus- a suspicion of like what happened like who cursed this person and all that stuff and then um he has another lesson with Dumbledore and um it is when Dumbledore I think he's 11 yeah he's 11 so he's about to start Hogwarts and Dumbledore goes over and he's like, hey, you're a wizard. And he's like, and I it's knew weird because it. he's kind of just like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Not yeah. like, there are wizards. He's just like, oh, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Yeah, that's what I liked about young, young Tommy. <laughs> he was able to figure out why those weird things were always happening to him. Yeah. And well, I think he said like he always knew that he was different. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I always find it weird that his mind just goes, that's a perfectly logical explanation. <laughs> There's never just like a, wait, does that make sense kind of thing? So then they kind of see what he was like as a child. And there were, and in his wardrobe, there were all these like toys that he stole from other kids. So it showed that like he valued trophies of what he had done in the past or like, if he bullied someone, he would take something of theirs and then keep it as, like, showing I did this thing, which is creepy. Yeah. It's kind of just like, I bullied you. I'm going to steal your stuff, too. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I, I think that it. the... I don't know. Never mind. Yeah. So then, since... Then there's this Quidditch game, and, again, Ron is bad at Quidditch. And Harry... Since he had the help of the half of Prince, he has the Felix Fleeces because he won that thingy. And he fake puts it into Ron's cup before the Quidditch match. Then Ron does very well. And then... Um, Surprisingly. Yeah. And then after that, Hermione doesn't know that it was fake. And she's like, you put Lucky Potion into Ron's glass. That's why he did well. <laughs> and then he's like, I did it. 
And Ron's like, oh, Hermione, you think I'm bad at everything. And well, he is. Eh, yeah, he kind of is. And then they're mad at each other once again. Yeah, why doesn't Hermione just be like, whoopsie, shouldn't have let that slip. <laughs> just Well, like, also, even with a good keeper, how are they going to save everything? Yeah, and how are they, like, everything was literally perfect. Yeah, and it's like, Malfoy wasn't there. Like, there were Slytherin players gone. Like, it was good weather. Like, how is everything perfect? Yeah. Although, I think that you could use bad weather to your advantage. And also, I feel like Ron's just kind of seeking out a fight, too. Because, like, he knew... Like, he even said himself that he's bad at it. Yeah, he's, like, one of those children who seeks drama in school. Mm-hmm. And then Hermione's just like, you saved everything. But, like, since she's been... W- with, the, with the time that Ron is on the Quidditch team, he's always saying how bad he is. Then Hermione thinks that if you say Ron's bad, he won't care because he already knows that. Since so she makes one little comment about how good he was and he's like oh you don't think i can normally be good even though that's what it was so then they're mad at each other again yep and then ron starts dating lavender brown yep and then they're even more mad at each other <laughs> which i mean like i'm on ron's side in that argument though like hermione yeah. shouldn't care they're I mean, mad at each other anyways yeah if hermione had wanted to date ron she should have said so mm-hmm <laughs> so then um after that because it's obvious that ron wants to date hermione so i mean if they just said yeah. so it would have been perfectly fine and also you also kind of feel bad for lavender because like ron kind of doesn't want to be with her after a while yeah but lavender clearly does yeah and it's like it's kind of mean yeah and it's obvious that she's had a crush on ron throughout the whole book mm-hmm. because yeah and then after that harry goes to slughorn's christmas party which it's i don't think it's that nice to have a christmas party and only invite a few people yeah but like i could maybe see it if you're like if you're invited invite someone else but don't tell anyone that it's happening and not invite a bunch of people you know instead of like announcing to everyone only a few people are coming like my favorite students are invited and they can invite another person I think that the rule should have been, like, you had to have, like, uh, like you had to have, like, 100% in your potions class or whatever to be able to go. Yeah, that'd actually be fun. Or, like, not 100%, but, like... But, like, a pretty high score. Like yeah, but, like, probably 80% or higher or something like that. Yeah, that would make sense. Or, like, 85. Mm-hmm. And you had to be, like, a, in a certain grade and up. Because, like... Yeah, like, maybe like, I could not see a first year. Yeah, like, fifth years and up could do it. Because, like, it, it'd yeah. be, it's ho- probably harder to keep your grade up then, so then there'd be even less people. Mm-hmm. So then, um, Malfoy, Filch, like, kind of brings Malfoy in the middle of the party, and he's like, uh, this student was in the corridor, and he said that he was invited to your party, but I don't think he is. And then Snape is like, oh, I'll bring Malfoy back to, um, the, um, common room. And Harry once again follows malfoy yeah and it's, it's not ob- like i mean the way that it looks it looks like snape is just gonna yell at malfoy and harry's like "Ooh, i totally <laughs> want to see this happen but then um snape is like what are you doing you're like doing dumb things i made the unbreakable vow with your mother and harry's like "Ooh, something happened <laughs> <laughs> don't know what it is and then um 
they have Christmas at the borough, and he tells uh, Mr. Weasley and Lupin about what he heard, and they're like, oh, Snape was probably just lying to figure out what Malfoy's doing, and Harry's like, you people, I know I'm right. And that's another reason why Harry is a little annoying, because he, whenever he thinks he's right, he just won't even accept like, that he could be wrong. Well, like not even that, but accept other people's thoughts. Yeah, like I mean, because like it, it would be very useful if he actually listened to Hermione and Ron, and like, yeah, because like, or like I mean, he doesn't even have to think that they're right. He could just accept that they have that they an idea. That. Yeah, but like. He could even just think, because if he actually listens, he could think, well, that is a possibility, you know? Yeah, and he has, like, a basically a, an obsession about what Malfoy's doing, when it's like, it's none of your business. Yeah. It's mm. just, you just I think that it would have been interesting if Harry wasn't Harry, like, if he had been some normal person, and he had been so suspicious about Malfoy, it would have been like, why do you care? <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, that happened. So then, when he comes back from the burrow, he has another lesson with Dumbledore, and Dumbledore shows him this memory, and it is Voldemort at um, Hogwarts, and he is talking to Professor Slughorn, who's also the potions master at the time, and he asks him what a horcrux is, but then, like, there's a bunch of weird like fog and stuff and you're just like like, I don't know what the heck you're talking about and even if I did I wouldn't tell you and then the memory ends and um um Dumbledore's like oh that memory's tampered with so like we need to figure out what it actually was so you need to figure out what it was from Slughorn so I don't get is why can't Dumbledore just tell him Cause like he, Dumbledore obviously knows what was happening, so he could have just told. No, Harry. but like we want it. He has to know exactly what, um, what Slughorn said to Voldemort. Cause like it needs to. We need to find out how much he explains to him. Not just like if he explains it, but how much. Oh. Because, like, you could explain it in full detail, or you could explain it, like, kind of briefly, like, oh, it's just splitting your soul in half. So, like, you can't die die unless that is also killed. Like, you just say that, or you go, like, in this long thing about, like, this is how it works. And, um, so then that happens. And, uh, Harry tries a few times, but then after like the first time um slughorn starts kind of ignoring harry because he's like he kind of gets scared and he's like i don't wanna harry's being way too obvious that he wants to remember like he should, yeah. he should be like more subtle i mean subtle subtle <laughs> <laughs> subtle um so then once upon a time ron accidentally had a love question <laughs> and it was really funny and then they went to Slughorn's... Harry took him to Slughorn's office. And, and um, they fin- and he finally broke up with Lavender. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Um, in a kind of hurt well for hurtful mm-hmm. way to lavender well, so he should have just like asked her, like he should have before that happened like when he actually wanted to end it he should just told her <laughs> i want to break up so um they go to slughorn's office and slughorn makes him like the antidote to the love potion and then he's like let's drink alcoholic drinks <laughs> so then they do which is like wow yeah they're only mm. 16 I guess just in the wizarding world, they don't care. Yeah. I think the drinking age is different. In England, it's 18, I think. So then it'd probably be 17 for them. But there's... But that's also on in, on Ron's birthday, too. So it's like, he oh. technically can, but Harry can. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably just like, it's a few months. Who cares? Yeah. If you won't tell, I won't. <laughs> or they just don't have a drinking age for wizard that would not or it's just like <laughs> i don't know but when your parents think you can i don't <laughs> know so then ron is the only one who actually drinks it because he just drinks it really fast and then it turns out there's poison in it which is very greedy of him to just chug it <laughs> <laughs> so then harry saves him with a bezor which is plot convenience yeah and then um Bron doesn't die, which is good, yep. I guess. And then he spends like forever in the hospital wing. Yeah, like why does he spend that long? Yeah, because like he's obviously better. He's ha- like he has the antidote, right? Like if you have the antidote to a poison, like I might understand a few days, but it's like a few months or something. Yeah, it's a long time. Maybe that poison in particular needs more than just a bezoar, like. I mean, the beezer will save you for a little bit, but then you tell me more. I don't know. I think an antidote is just you take it. I think, yeah, I don't know. I think Madame Madame Pomfrey is just way too overprotective. Mm -hmm. So then this thing happens where Harry's at a Quidditch match and he gets hit with a bludger in the head. And then he ends up in the hospital wing. Yeah, with Ron. Yep. And they're like, yay, we're best friends. <laughs> and then in the middle of the night, Harry calls Creature and Dobby. And he's like, now you guys are going to be the creepy ones and follow <laughs> Malfoy's. And they're like, yeah, that makes sense. Which is totally mean of him. Like, not only was he telling Malfoy himself, but now he's asking other, well, more forcing other people to tell Malfoy. Like, I mean, he's not forcing Dobby. Dobby has a choice. But he's forcing Creature. Like, it's kind of just like, enough is enough, dude. You don't need to follow everything he does. Yeah, it's none of your business. Because, like, I'm guessing there are... You feel bad for Malfoy, because, like, there are parts of his life that he wants to keep private. That is just, like, his business. Yeah. And now Harry knows, to house elf knows, knows, Ron Hermione knows. It's like... uh, I just feel bad for him. So then... Um, they're telling him, and uh, then they come back and tell Harry like where Malfoy was. Yeah, they're like, oh, he was in the room of requirement. But I do not know how Harry couldn't have figured that out himself. Yeah, because he'd been spending so much time looking at the Mirage's map. Mm-hmm. Then he has another lesson with Dumbledore. And Dumbledore said until he got the memory from Slughorn, they wouldn't have another lesson. But it's from the perspective of yet another house elf. 
and um then um it's Tom Riddle after he leaves Hogwarts going to this lady's house who has like all these magical heirloom kind of things and she has Hufflepuff's cup and Slytherin's locket and you see Voldemort like getting like not like excited greedy. but like greedy yeah about. and his eyes turn creepily red for like a moment though it's still really creepy yeah it's like no i don't get how that works it's like if you show any signs of evil your eyes <laughs> turn red because that's how it works so it's then, probably because of the horcruxes i don't think he had no had, he had he, he made horcruxes at that point he made the the ring one i think yeah i think i don't know so then um yeah there's that and then we find out that Hagrid's beloved pet Aragog the Acromantula has passed away she's so it's a he oh he's so (laughs) precious so sadness with that and then Harry and then Hagrid asks them to like come down to the burial but it's like uh, after they yeah, and Ron and Hermione out. are totally like, no, I don't want to go, which is very mean because Hagrid's their friend. Yeah. I bet that if one of them had lost a pet, he would come. Yeah. And bury it with them. Well, it's also like, I kind of get Hagrid buried Aragog at his favorite time of day, but still it's like, if you want Harry, Ron, and Hermione to come, why do you want them to come at that time? Like, Yeah, he should have chosen like a Saturday. Could, yeah, you could get them, them in trouble. So then... um. Harry takes Felix Alesis to try to get the memory from Slughorn and he goes down to Hagrid's and he meets Slughorn along the way and Slughorn's like oh acromantula venom is very valuable so I'm gonna go down there with you and see if I can get some so then he goes down and they he gets some and they bury Aragog and then they go into Hagrid's cabin and drink some alcohol i think that slighthorn didn't need to take the venom because he was obviously already had enough money already because he had retired already so he had his retirement fund and he was getting paid for teaching yeah but never hurts to make some more money plus also like i think acromantula venom you can use in um potions so maybe potion stuff i don't (laughs) know um so then they're having this kind of like after burial kind of thing and um Hagrid and Slughorn both get drunk <laughs> and um uh Harry says to Slughorn he's like um I need that memory from you so then with a little perspane Slughorn gives it to him and then Harry has it just like that mm-hmm. it was way too easy in my opinion so then um he sees it with um Dumbledore and w- we see what they tell him and basically what it is a horcrux is if you kill a wizard you can split part of your soul into an object and the wizard can't die until all of his horcruxes are destroyed and in the memory Voldemort says can you have multiple horcruxes and um Slughorn's like, well, yeah, but it's bad enough to kill one person. Why kill more? 
And he's like, well, isn't seven the most powerfully magical number? So then we see that, like, that's Voldemort's plan to have seven Horcruxes. And you can't kill them until those are destroyed. But why didn't he do, like, a multiple of seven, like, 14 or something? Because I think, like, there's a certain point where if you do it too many times, you're just, like, so unstable. Oh, yeah, that'd be totally weird. That it won't be, well, to, like, have 28 bits of your soul just floating around. Well, not playing around, but hidden in objects. <laughs> yeah. You have a lot of security. There's a theory that the the way to actually like get a Horcrux into the object is to eat the person. No, <laughs> I don't think it's true, but that, that is be weird. A terrible theory. <laughs> so um, then, yeah, and Harry finds Malfoy and they get into this little duel and Harry uses a spell that he found in his potions book called Sectum Sempra and he almost kills Malfoy. Yeah, he should have. What a tragedy. He should have done some more digging to figure out what it was. Like, he should have, like, f- like, this might sound creepy, but, like, this is what, not really what I would have done. I wouldn't have used the spell, but if I was going to, I would have found, like, an animal or something. That sounds really wrong, but, like, not try it first time on a human. If that makes sense. Yeah, I wouldn't even try it that's at all. Because like, really if, if it says animal. for your enemies, you should know. That's not a very, like, I mean, it could just be a s- simple spell that, like, makes a finger grow longer or something dumb <laughs> like that. But, like, um, Harry could have, su- should have been like, oh, this is, this could be very dangerous. I probably yeah, shouldn't do this. Yeah, I don't know. And then Snape comes in and says Malfoy, and he's like, Harry, show me your school books so then he runs into the Gryffindor common room and he's like ron give me your potions book and he's like okay so then um ron gives him his potions book and harry takes his and goes into the room requirement and hides it in a cabinet and over the cabinet he puts a little sculpture thing and then he puts like a wig on it i think and then he puts on a diadem but he doesn't know what a diadem is really and then yeah he leaves yep and then um my favorite scene happens when snape asks why does it say runald wobbles on it he's like it's my nickname (laughs) and he's like really and he's like you know that's what my friends call me he's like i know what a nickname is potter so then um that happens and later dumble like when they first found out what Slughorn said, he's Dumbledore said, like, if I find another Horcrux, um, uh, you should come along, too. Yep. And uh, help me find it. So then Dumbledore does find one. Right? Yep. And then he takes Harry with him. And, and they... This is probably the best hidden Horcrux. So you go to this cave... Yeah, I hate how it's the first one he finds. Yeah. Like, it would have made more sense. It's not the first one, but he also finds the ring and the diaries are destroyed. So, they go to this cave and they get in. If Harry hadn't been with Dumbledore, he never would have been able to figure anything out. Yeah. He would have been like... like, You have to to know where the cave is, find the entrance, know that it needs payment, know that the payment is blood, know where to put it. you, You don't... Do you learn the payment from the language thingy? But you have to know the language. To yeah, that to. too. So then 
you need to get in, know what you're supposed to do, but find I, I, the boat. I think that if then, Harry had been alone, then the language probably would have been parcel tongue, not whatever Dumbledore was speaking no, in. No, I think it's just that language. I think it's just straightforward. That's what it is. Then you have to get in the boat. No, I mean like if the if dumb like if the books had been written differently like where harry had gone to find oh the yeah probably later. so then you have to find the boat know where to go in the boat find the potion know that it has to be drunk which is pretty obvious yeah and then drink it drink it all somehow still have your sanity get past the infury get the locket get back on the boat go back and you also have to do the payment thing again apparently yep and um leave which is pretty hard and then um so they end up doing all that stuff which is pretty impressive and but Dumbledore's kind of dying because he drank all that potion like I feel like Harry still should have drinking half of it like yeah you split it half and half it wouldn't have been as bad although that would have been like um but the thing is then like they need to have someone who has their sanity left who can well, lead I'm, them out well i'm guessing like because it said that dumbledore had like five goblets full and he was fine basically and then after that he wasn't so like they would have been pretty good actually yeah like Harry should have at least or had they, like they two. They should have brought like what, like five people with them or whatever. No, it said that like you can only one wizard can come. Oh. But then since Harry was underage, it didn't register as another wizard. So, yeah, I and think that it would have been much better if Harry had been the one who drank all of the potion, because then Dumbledore would have been able to. Yeah, Dumbledore would have known what to do. <laughs> yeah. So then they come back to um, Hogsmeade. And there's the dark mark over the castle, the Hogwarts castle, and they go to the astronomy tower, and Harry is under the invisibility cloak, and then Draco Malfoy comes up, and um, Dumbledore, like, kind of, what does he do? Does he use Petrificus Totalis? Is that, or does he, like, Yeah, he uses it on Harry. Okay, so then Malfoy then disarms Dumbledore, and then... They have this huge long talk, and then other Death Eaters come, and then Snake comes, and then kills Dumbledore. And, and then Dumbledore dead. falls. Yeah, he falls quite a ways. Yeah. And then, um, he's dead. And Harry's sad. Yeah. And then and it turns then out they that have the burial and stuff, and then Harry says, I'm, I'm not going to g- go back to Hogwarts next year. I'm going to look for the rest of the Horcruxes so I can kill Voldemort. But here's a question. So, if... Uh, in order to get a job and um, in the Brazilian world, you have to have your NEWTs and they aren't there the seventh year. Do they go back to the seventh year again? I would like to think that they went back to do th- to do their seventh year again because then they would have been in the same year as Luna and Ginny, which would have been oh, nice. Oh, that would have been fun. It also kind of would be a little awkward, like, <laughs> now we're in your year. Yeah, but, like, I mean, they know that they haven't done their seventh year. Yeah. I don't know. But everyone, like, since Harry's famous, it would have been kind of weird because everyone would be like, wow, Harry's stupid. He was held back a year. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the end of the sixth book. And now we move on to awards. Our first award is Best Teacher of the Year. 
and we have the nominations are Severus Snape. We have Dumbledore because he technically teaches Harry in that one. Uh, we have Flitwick and McGonagall just because we needed to fill up the four spaces. So I don't think it would be Flitwick or McGonagall. Yeah, but I think I'd actually kind of say Snape because he also teaches Harry potions technically. That yeah, year. like I mean Dumbledore would just be the obvious choice, but I don't want to choose him because he was kind of teaching Harry because he wanted Harry to know that he was supposed to die in the end. Like that was literally the only reason why he was teaching Harry. Like because he could have just gone and destroyed all the horcruxes himself and not been killed by snape but since he didn't want to be the one who had to kill harry or have voldemort kill harry or whatever like he didn't want to force harry into that situation then he made it seem as if it was harry's choice by just teaching him about horcruxes so i think snape would win yeah definitely huzzah the ne- next we have best student and it is done by how they are as a student and not how they are as a character we have um harry hermione neville and luna i think it would be hermione actually because she doesn't drop a single class so she has like me i think like one break time and harry and ron have like three and um and she sells better grades than them. Yeah, and she has less time to do her homework and more classes. Yeah, and more homework too. So it's like I think Hermione would win that because she is doing a lot. And yeah, she I think it's just better than because else. Harry and Ron are very lazy mm-hmm. and they just never do their work. So congratulations, Hermione. And um, next we have best new character. We have Horace Slughorn, Cormac McLaggen. Um, Blaze Dubini and we just wrote Marcus Belby because there wasn't really much new characters. I think it would be Horace Leghorn. Yeah, he was very important to the plot because he was he gave Harry the Felix Felicis, which then led Harry to have Ron win the Quidditch team game, which isn't that important to the plot, and then have Harry get the memory. He even got the memory. Like the memory was from him. Yeah, and then also have uh. Neville, Luna, uh, Ron, Hermione, and Ginny mm-hmm. be able to be safe in the Battle of Hogwarts thingy-majiggy. Yeah. The mini battle. I thought it wasn't with Neville and Luna. No, they, they answered. Well, I he said, oh, yeah. The, he, he gave it to him and said, share it amongst yourselves and Ginny. Yeah, he didn't actually care about Neville and Luna. I don't think, I think he just didn't think of them because there wasn't much left. So we cared, like, he chose his two best friends and his girlfriend uh, yeah and then Jenny i don't think he knew that like neville and luna were gonna be in the fight you know but like he told them to summon the rest of the da and then neville and luna were the only ones who answered the call i don't think they were the only ones they were just the first ones no i think they said that they were the only ones because they were the ones who had been uh watching intently for the call of the da to come mm, and just the call of the da such a cool thing yeah so I think um, Slughorn would win that. Yeah, definitely. So, next we have Best Magical Creature. We have Aragog, Unicorn, just because the tail hair is <laughs> in there, so I guess that counts. Um, Phoenix and um, House Elf. Well, I would. I don't want to say the House Elves because they led Harry to be a very creepy person <laughs> and spy on... They Drake didn't do out. much good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure, they were just following orders, but... 
Dobby had a choice. He could have been like, he I want to like, this sounds creepy. Yeah, and he, I think he, you're a creep. So, yeah. No. I want to keep my morale levels. Yeah. So, I actually, but I think actually it, Phoenix would win. What, what, why? Because Aragog's dead. But Aragog was the one who led Harry to get the memory from Slughorn. Well, I guess. But if Aragog hadn't died, Harry wouldn't have gotten that memory. Aragog sacrificed herself. Him. It's a him. Right. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's very important that you know that. Because they specifically (laughs) say that it's a boy. So, actually, that does make sense. Aragog wins. Huzzah. Um, Then we have best villain we have voldemort we have bellatrix draco malfoy and um fenrir greyback well draco malfoy is not very vin- vin- <laughs> villainous in this book at all because he he, he, he w- tries but he doesn't well, well he I, I, no, one it, thing. it's because he's actually being forced to do it like he has literally no choice like if he were to fail voldemort would kill him and his family and then yeah um i don't think it could be voldemort because he just orders other people to do things and he yeah, didn't really l- do anything himself that one yeah he'd um, probably have bellatrix do it that'd be an interesting test of her loyalty mm-hmm. well he already knows that bellatrix <coughs> is loyal because she was one of the only death eaters who said that she was loyal to voldemort after he left no i mean like it'd be because uh draco's mom is her sister so oh, then yeah that makes sense but like um i actually think bellatrix would win yeah because fenrir only attacks bill yeah he doesn't, really do he doesn't even do anything really bad to bill just makes him like raw meat and has some scars on his face yeah which actually is, i think scars on his face is cool i mean you can say look I've done cool things. I have <laughs> scars on my face. Well, it depends on what they look like. <clears throat> like, they need to be cool scars, <laughs> you know? So, I think Bellatrix would win. Yep. Huzzah! Thank you for listening to Into the Pensieve. Next time, we are going to be talking about Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Hallows. <laughs>